time again. This is Becca Milhaven just saying, I am Tom Becca. And I'm Rob Milhaven. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, just okay. Saying. So, um, let, let us see that you got your uh, screen all fixed there. Because for a while there, you just looked really weird. Now I look weird, but with better lighting. <laughs> you yeah, That's a good point there. That's a good point there. So, uh, I got I to gotta talk a little bit. You know what I found out today? Did you know this? No, no, there's your bad lighting again. Did you know this? Did you know that um, that Adidas was founded by Nazis? And so that like you know that's what some people are like, giving uh, Adidas crap for because it took them so long to uh, cancel Kanye West. I thought it took them longer to Kenya uh, cancel Kanye West because they were like when it was happening during the daytime here it was at night there. Well, it was also a thing where Kanye was uh, or Yay, I guess as he's known to now. Yeah. By the way, I think that's a great that's a great marketing tool. I think you and I ought to do that. Change our names to something completely bizarre, and then just say formerly known as Tom Becca and McGraw Millhaven. Well, for the longest for the longest time, I was calling him Ye. I didn't get it, it was Yay. It was oh, Ye. Yay. Yay. But yeah. remember, like when Prince did the uh, the sign thing. Yeah. The artist formerly known as Prince. It, it gives you a lot more attention that way. You know. Well, so so why did Adidas take so long to cancel him? Because, because they're Nazis? No, because it's making them a lot of money. He was, you know, he was making them a ton of money. And when they, when they realized that uh, nobody was going to buy his stuff anymore, stores weren't going to carry the yay line of apparel, that uh, they went and, uh, you know, kicked his ass to the curb. It's all about the money. I know this is a senior podcast hour, um, but can you name for me one Kanye West song? Can I... Uh... Stall long enough to Google it. <laughs> I, you know, I'll bet. I'll bet that if I heard the song, and somebody said, "Oh, that's Kanye West," or "Yay," you know, if that's "Yay." Uh, I'd say, "Oh, well, uh, okay, I know that song." Because there's a lot of songs I know that I've heard, but I've got no idea who sings them. Yeah, yeah, I don't really understand anything about Kanye West other than you know his social, you know his pop culture yeah. persona. I, I don't get it, and you know I, I, he he's clearly in the middle of some type of bipolar episode. So why don't we treat it what it is? He's having a bipolar episode, and you know like Charlie Sheen, like uh, Britney Spears, and just sort of. Don't give them the attention during this nightmare. Well, that's easier said than done. I think our our pop culture. That's all. Everything I know about this guy, I know through osmosis. You know about him being with the Kardashians, and then him being with uh, you know President Trump. And hold and on a second. Hold stuff. on a second. You use the word osmosis wrong. There, osmosis means you just sort of know. You you know Kanye because. Like TMZ covers him visiting President Trump, or you know, you we were watching uh, Saturday Night Live and they had Kardashian and him on or something. Well, yeah, yeah, well that's it. That's all I just through osmosis. No, that but osmosis doesn't mean that. Oh, hold on a second. Oh, now okay, I don't have time to. I don't have time to Google a uh, Kanye West song or a Yay song, <laughs> but I got time to Google the definition of osmosis. All right, let me fill while you're. Um, while you're talking about that, doesn't Adidas stand for all day long I dream about sports? No. Huh. Here's an definition of osmosis that you'll see in most textbooks. In biology, 
Osmosis is the movement of water molecules from a solution with a high concentration of water molecules to a solution of a lower concentration of water molecules. Well, that's not how you heard about Kanye was well, from water sort of mo thing. molecules. It's the same sort of thing. It's like, okay, just sort of being in the atmosphere, it got into my psyche. Um, Through water mo molecules? You're missing the point. Um Maybe if I maybe if I got the Urban Dictionary, it would give me a definition more to your liking. Osmosis means you just sort of pick it up by the from the ether, but you didn't pick it up from the ether. You you're a pop culture fanatic, and so you you watch the award shows and you see Kanye. Then I would know one of his damn songs. Why are we talking about this guy? It's got to be something else to talk about. Well, we're talking about him because actually the, the son of a bitch is in the news. Oh, yeah. That's how I learned about it, through osmosis, because I follow the news. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not paying any attention to, speaking of crazies, I'm not paying much attention to some of these crazy Senate races, but did you, uh, and this John Fetterman who's walking around in a, in a hoodie, right, finally put a tie on last night, and I know he's got some some you know um processing mm -hmm. issues and so he used a teleprompter or something very similar to i guess what rush used when he had his you know ear issue or whatever um but it, apparently dr oz said that an abortion should be between a woman their doctor and the local politicians <laughs> i can't keep up with all the craziness in this I did like the picture I saw of them afterwards. Did you see the picture of them like on the stage side by side? No. Like, like Fetterman's probably like a good two feet taller than Oz. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like, uh, you know, it was like uh, uh, Herman Munster uh, standing next to, um, it was the kid Munster, yeah. I don't know. I don't know who said it, but they called him Senator Crudite. I think that's a good- um, Senator who? Senator Crudite. Remember that video he did? Did you see that video he did? Yeah. Yeah. When he was when he was lamenting the ingredients of his crudite and how expensive it was. You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, we're talking so much about we're talking so much about the uh, the appearance of the guy, and not enough about the the substance. And 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 what is interesting about this is, I mean, Oz has really got a shot at being the uh, the uh, senator for Pennsylvania. Because he was a TV star, just like Trump was qualified to be president because he was a TV star. I mean, we're, we're, we're you know, we got people talking like, like The Rock is supposed to be a, a presidential contender. And Oprah was supposed to be a presidential contender. I mean, whatever happened to like people that actually know their jobs being well, presidential contenders? You bring up a brilliant point, And that is the national media covers the horse race and not the issues right you know what the the polling says but i couldn't tell you what dr oz thinks about russia and and ukraine right i can't i can't tell you what dr oz's philosophy is to get the um uh to get the uh um uh, inflation down right but i know that uh you know he's he was really down in the polls and now he's really close in the polls so the national news covers the horse race, but policies, issues, 
that's that's off the charts. But you know what? That's because that's what we pay attention to. We're the, the consumers of the media. Because if you really cared about Dr. Oz's position on um, uh, inflation, you'd go to his website. You'd go and, you know, dig deeper. Well, that's because he doesn't have one because he doesn't really have a solution to inflation. You know, it's it's a it's a you know, it's a three year business course to discuss inflation and what's going on around the world. It's much easier just to blame Joe Biden and talk about something else. Oh, no, you're right. You're totally right. You're totally right. I mean, you know, everybody everybody's got um, an answer, but nobody has a solution. You know, right. you, you blame the other guy and, and that. Um um yeah like like joe biden like like the arpa funds are responsible for europe's high inflation rates you know it's um it's how we run this country it's how it's, it's the human condition wouldn't well, the world be a much better place if everybody just thought like us why don't we say that that's that really should be the name of this podcast everybody should think just like us <laughs> Because oh, at the end of every every podcast, we say, you know, we solve all the world's problems if people just just listen to us. It really, you know, if everybody just thought like us, everything would be cool. So Actually, what's your solution? Yeah. So what's your solution to to inflation? <laughs> so, stop buying shit, you dumbasses. <laughs> next, next. What else you got? Uh, as a, I as a, as, a, as a you know as a kid, I grew up back in the big inflation days of like the uh, Gerald Ford era and that, and. Um, and I remember my dad said, well, you got to buy stuff now because it's going to cost so much more next week. So it was right. like, instead of stop buying stuff, it was like buy stuff now was sort of a uh, a solution to a lot of this stuff, which well, I don't think know, is a very smart solution either. In some ways, you know, not all inflation is bad. Um, you know, your house is, well, your, your house is going to be worth more, but you bought it, you know, if you bought it in 2000, you bought it with $2,000. But it's really worth twenty twenty two dollars, right? So it's you want inflation in some things. Well, you no, know, you, you want yes, you're you're right. You want your investments and all that to go up, no doubt about that. But at the same time, you know, when you have when you don't have wages keeping up with inflation, which they're not. I mean, you know, look, yeah, I know you know you're under a contract, uh, you know, and I'm under a contract. So the wages I contracted to a year and a half ago. Are worth less now than they were when I, uh, you know, signed the contract. That's why you blame Joe Biden. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to blame me. I just, I just blame, just blame the Democrats in general. You know, just blame them. You know, uh, it's all, it's all their fault. I, um, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, can we talk about uh, what happened in St. Louis this past week? Sure. I want. I want to. I want to know more about this. Uh, the school shooting. Well, um, I will tell you that uh, I know you were involved in uh, shooting the Von Mar shooting up in uh, Omaha. Yeah. Well, and I was. I, I covered it. I don't. You covered it. Involved. Okay, you covered it. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, and when when it happens in Uvalde, it's terrible and tragic. When it happens in Newtown, it's terrible and tragic. When it happens in Buffalo or you know wherever, yeah, it's terrible. But there's an extra layer of terrible when it happens in your own hometown. And you just can't you just can't understand it until it happens in your own hometown. And it's just it's just a little bit more heartbreaking. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's heartbreaking when you hear it. But then when it happens in your own town, it's like 
it's just another layer of of heartbreaking. Yeah, because if you don't know the victims, you might know somebody that knows the victims. Just you know, or won't be one or, once or twice removed from the families that have been touched by this. Yeah, but it's it's more. It's just you know, it's your hometown. You drive by yeah. that corner all the time. I used to live in the area. You know, it's just sort of man. It's 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 your hometown, so it just it just hurts a little more. But also, it's interesting in this particular case. I mean, people may not that are listening right now may not even know that there was a school shooting in St. Louis uh, on uh, what on Tuesday, right? Yeah, uh, Monday or, Tuesday, or Monday, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, there was a school shooting in St. Louis because it didn't really make that much of a headline because only two students or a student and a teacher died. Right. A student and teacher died, and the um, uh, the police acted appropriately. And police acted yeah, heroically. Heroically, appropriately, yes. heroically. They came in early. The guy had 600 rounds on him. It could have been significantly worse. Luckily, it was as only as bad as it was. Um, but everybody did their job. And yeah, St. Louis lucked out. I mean, it's, it's terrible to say that they lucked out that six students were shot, one was killed. But yeah, we, we were lucky. Well, but, I mean, that goes back to the, that goes back to the, you know, covering the horse race, right? The more tragic it, but we, we've also become desensitized to it. And, and in, you know, and of course everyone starts talking about the gun issue. And as a talk show host, what do you, what, what do you possibly say about the, you know, 141st mass shooting of 2022 what 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 new can you bring to the topic well that, that, the other yeah it's that thing too it's like you know from a media standpoint you know what what's the number uh what what's the number that you talk about okay how many have to die before it's it's you know it's commentary worthy uh, i mean okay let, let's let's reverse the issues i know that you talked about a lot on your talk radio program there in st louis but if there'd been a school shooting in omaha you know god forbid with uh you know two deaths and everything else was handled properly. Would that even be a topic in St. Louis? I might have mentioned it, but no, you're right. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. So but I mean, I, it's all, but, but to, to the larger point, though, um, you know, you're outraged, you feel sad, you can't live in this depressed state. So you have to move on. You have to forget about it. You have to continue on. You know, I don't know if the school, I don't know how the school moves on. I don't know how the teachers move on, but. How about the poor kids who had to run from the building and step over, you know, fallen classmates to get free? I don't know how they move on, but the rest of us have to kind of move on. And in Missouri, you know, you want to talk guns and everything else. Missouri passed a law that says that um, we should not be held accountable to federal gun laws. And our attorney general, who's fighting for that law, is about to become U.S. senator. So. I'm not so sure Missouri wants to change their gun laws. So, you know, it's just people don't vote to, you know, limit guns. And yet every time something like this happens, people scream and yell about guns. So, I mean, it's just sort of pointless. Well, um, we can go and you know, talk about the guns versus mental health all day long. That's, that's one thing that does frustrate me, though, that these politicians... Uh, that will say, well, it's a mental health issue and not a gun issue. And I can understand that argument. I can understand that argument. But at the same time, I'm not seeing any of these politicians doing anything to improve mental health. No, they're actually just doing the opposite. They're driving us all crazy and insane. <laughs> uh, and then and then I mentioned it on one of my Twitter feeds. I actually, uh, and I, I talked about it in one of my commentaries 
uh, here on the Fox 42 News at 9 that you can see it, fox42kpdm.com. Um, I, uh, I was uh, talking about it, and somebody on Twitter points out that, you know, well, the media doesn't cover it. The media doesn't cover it because it was a black shooter, you know, and it was like, oh, no, this is not a racial issue. This is a kid that this is a kid that had some serious mental health problems that was ostracized in school. That was a, uh, a loner, I guess, and just, um, uh, you know, didn't fit in and he went back to. Well, I, I didn't say this on the air. I said it off the air, but the overwhelming majority of school shooters are white. I know. The yeah. overwhelming majority of mass shooters are white, you know. Well, that's, that was a point that Twitter guy was trying to make, I think, is that, well, the media is hushing this one up because it was a black guy. It was a white it was a white killer. It'd be all over the news, you know. No, no. And, I, and no, I, no. I think it's a matter of the fact that, I mean, it was a small shooting, comparatively speaking. And like you said, how, how many times do you hear about this sort of thing? Yeah. You I know? want to talk about, you mentioned Twitter. Can we talk Twitter for a second? Sure. So Elon Musk apparently this week is going to write a check for $44 billion to take Twitter private. Okay? Make, make sure they check his ID before they cash it. Holy mackerel. Did you see that story that Reuters had about some internal documents within Twitter that 90% of the tweets come from 10% of the uh, of the members and that there was an internal documents saying where are all the tweeters going right these the 10 percent uh, people are leaving twitter in droves it's literally bots sending out tweets to other bots and these fake accounts as well as these 10 percent filling out twitter is nothing other than a pure wasteland of nothing and he's going to buy this for forty-four million dollars. And uh, uh, yeah, billion, billion. And, 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 and he, he he said like he's going to like lay off like seventy-five percent of the staff and everything. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, if Twitter went away tomorrow, would anybody care? Actually, if social media went away tomorrow, would anybody care? Well, social I mean, media, social media is in serious trouble. Facebook is is plummeting in price. Because he wants the world to live in some alternate universe. Um, Snapchat is losing money. Instagram's losing money. The young kids, the young kids are saying, you know, oh, Instagram and Facebook, only old, only teenagers are on it, only, you know, 20-year-olds are on it. So the next generation's going to other things. It's like um, it's, it's, it's social media in terms of revenue is in serious trouble. Well, you know, in, in many ways, it's like um, uh, well, like, like radio. You can find a radio station to fit whatever mood you're in at that time. So whether it's Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it might be, there's, you know, there's a demographic that goes to that, just like the, you know, the demographic that goes to a top 40 station versus a news talk station. Uh, so the same thing is true, I think, with social media. You know, you find, if, you know, whether it's Twitter or tr Truth or... Um, you know, some other one. Uh, yeah, but those know, don't, I mean, you need, but you need massive, you know, K, KTRS is a local radio station that is surviving, supporting, you know, St. Louis. These other ones need, you know, are, you know, national brands and they're just don't have the numbers. It It's too splintered. And so we've joked about Facebook was, you know, going away. 
you know, it's going to go the way of MySpace. It, 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 it might have taken longer, but Facebook is in some serious trouble. Young kids aren't on there anymore because grandma's on there. Yeah. And, and the teenagers aren't on Snapchat anymore because, you know, the older kids are on it. We want something for our own generation. So where are they going? I mean, that, you know, and, and this is, let me make this analogy here. It's like back in the day, you know, not that long ago, before the days of social media and uh, the, the internet and everything, you know, you had, uh, you know, maybe uh, 50 channels on cable news. You had local radio, you had a newspaper in town, and you had the three local TV stations with, you know, their network news and everything. So that's basically what you had. All right. Well, now you got everything. Everything is out there. It's like a river. If a river is, you know, spread too thin, you know, too wide, too thin, then you can't navigate it. But if you channel it, then you can then you can use it for commerce. You can use it for recreation and use it for irrigation and all that. But if you just, you know, don't don't uh, dam it up and don't don't uh, operate it properly, it, it's it's no good. And I think the same thing is happening with media. There's just so much media. It's so wide and so spread out so thin. Nobody can really get a message out anymore. You know, there's, there's no cohesiveness. You know, we talk about how divided we are as a country. And part of that is because we don't have unifying TV shows like we had back in the day when the majority of the country watched Johnny Carson or they watched Seinfeld or they watched, you know, some other shows that everybody would be talking about. Now, I was having this conversation yesterday with some people. They were talking about the prequel to Game of Thrones. Well, I never saw Game of Thrones, so I'm never going to see the prequel. I've also never seen an episode of Breaking Bad. I've never seen an episode of so many of these shows that everybody says you got to see, right? And, and so that's one of the other reasons why I think we're so divided. Just too much is out there. And if nobody's going to be making any money at any of this stuff, what happens then? Well, you don't know any Kanye West songs either, you nerd. <laughs> um, by the way... <laughs> I know them through osmosis. <laughs> what, 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 what is wrong with you? Why haven't you seen Breaking Bad? That's fantastic. It's a now, fantastic been, show. I have been to the Breaking Bad Museum and gift shop in Albuquerque, and I have driven by the Breaking Bad house in Albuquerque because, again, I was in Albuquerque. Well, I got to go and got to go and see this stuff, right? Evidently, okay. See- so, so, again, things that you know without really knowing. So I was in Albuquerque, and I went. I drove by the Breaking Bad house, and there's a fence around it now with a sign basically saying, "Leave us alone. Take your pictures from across the street." Right? I guess that people were like, "Was there some some part of Breaking Bad where they were throwing pizzas on the roof or something?" Because I guess I guess people were like coming by the house and throwing pizzas on the roof. Well, why would you go see this house if you've never seen the show? I think you mentioned it before. I'm a bit of a pop culture junkie. <laughs> you really should do yourself a favor. Breaking Bad is fantastic. And actually, Better Get Saul is really good. Um, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> you're such a freak show. Um, yeah, Breaking Bad's good. Uh, Better Call Saul is good. Haven't seen Game of Thrones. Haven't seen the prequel. I don't, I don't really get into those where you can't like that. I can't tell if it's in the future or in the past. Yeah. And by the way, who has time to watch all these shows? Well, that's the other thing. There's just so many great shows out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are you watching? 
What am I watching right now? Um, you know what I have found myself doing when I if I if I just want to watch TV for mindless, you know, crap, I will I will watch like ABC has got game shows, you know, Celebrity Family Feud and stuff like that. Oh, I, I love I love uh, Alec Baldwin in uh, Match Game. Oh yeah, well, yeah, you're you're talking a few years ago before he shot and killed people. He hasn't been on lately. <laughs> um that whole story. Uh, that poor bastard. Uh, yeah. Match game was great. I'll I'll go to YouTube and I'll watch old Gene Rayburn match games. They're fantastic. Because Charles Nelson Riley keeps making all these gay jokes and and Brett Summers they're all gay sexual innuendo jokes the whole time. But then you must have loved Paul Linden in the Hollywood Square. I <laughs> know. Uh, I didn't I didn't <laughs> I actually okay, so Paul Lynn was from Ohio. I grew up in Ohio, and there is a there's a summer theater. I'm not sure if it's still there anymore. And I forget what it was called, but there was a summer theater uh, program that they would bring in these TV stars from Hollywood, and they would like do a week in Cleveland, a week in Columbus, and a week in Cincinnati. So these the, the, this play would like run for like three you know or six weeks or something, and they would run in you know like dinner theater type of a setting, and they bring bring in people like Paul Lynn. You know, they they bring in uh, Suzanne Summers or something like that, you know, to go and, 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 you know, do some Neil Simon play. And Paul Lynn was at the local department store signing autographs. Nice. And I had my mom take me, right? Because I was, you know, hey, let's go, man. Paul Lynn, he's funny, you know? And I'm not like eight or nine years old. And all I know is that, all I remember about this is that Paul Lynn had to be so freaking hungover. He's sitting at this table, signing autographs, not smiling, not wanting to talk to anybody. It was like, here I am. I'm going to go see a TV star. And here's this guy. It's like, oh, yeah, whatever, kid. Yeah. Fine, you got yeah. snubbed. You got snubbed by Paul Lynn. I, I, I wasn't alone. It was pretty much everybody else did, too. So Hollywood Squares was such an interesting, speaking of pop culture. So my grandfather... You know, he had a bit of a stutter and he uh, it's a bit of a stutter and, um, well, a bit of a well, a touch of madness, too. And so he, we, we'd be watching um, Hollywood Squares and he, he, he tended to ask you the same trivia question every night. Right. So you'd be watching baseball games. And um, every time there was a baseball player up who went to Arizona State, he would say, uh, McGraw, you think you're so goddamn smart. Where did this guy go to college? And whenever he asked the question, the answer was always Arizona State, right? <laughs> so so you like like Reggie Jackson would be up and he'd be like, all right, McGraw, you think you're so goddamn smart. So I'm 10, right? You think you're so goddamn smart. Where where did this guy go to college? And you'd say, Arizona State. And he'd say, You're you're not so stupid after all, Christ Almighty's sake, right? And then and then and then like Rick, Rick Monday would, would be playing for the Dodgers. And he would say, all right, McGraw, where did this, this guy go to college? And you'd say, mm, Arizona State? And he'd say, you're goddamn right again, Christ almighty's sake, okay? So, <laughs> and every time Rick Monday was up, he would ask the question. That's, that's just my grandfather. So every, every night we would be watching Hollywood Squares. And the host was Peter Marshall, right? And so every time he would say, you know... <clears throat> He has a brother who plays for the Kansas City Royals. 
do you know his brother's name? And you would say, no, Grandpa. And my grandfather would say, Pete Lecoq. Lecoq was his brother. Pete Lecoq. And well, he your, was, your grandfather wasn't that smart because Pete Lecoq was Peter Marshall's son. Oh, it was his son. Oh, his okay. son. His, his son, son, who actually, when I lived in Kansas City, I met a time or two. Oh, yeah. Okay, he was son. So he would say his son is Pete Lecoq. And he would just emphasize cock. And it would be the funniest thing in the world to hear my grandfather, who was, you know, who I thought he was 182 years old, saying the word cock. Pete Lecoq, Christ Almighty's sake. <laughs> you know, I wish I knew. I, you know, I wish I knew when you talk about this. And I think about like relatives I had, you know, that were, that were sort of out there, sort of crazy and all that, right? I think about that. And the memories I have of them, fond memories. I mean, it's a fond memory of your grandfather and, you know, people, you know, trying to be cute with you by saying, ooh, look, like cock, you know. I, uh, said, by the way, I said cock. Which, by the way, yeah, that, that, uh, it, that translates in French to the penis. I thought I'd let you know. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, anyway. I, can never fi- I can never figure out why he had a son named Lecoq and his name was Marshall. Well, why? Because he's in show business. You think that sort of, you think somebody's gonna watch a game show in the '60s when the host's name is Lecoq? Pete Lecoq? I would have. My grandfather would have. <laughs> they had a tough enough time getting Dick Van Dyke on the air, <laughs> whose real name is Penis Van Lesbian. But that's another story, kids. I want to tell you. God, what is wrong with you? What's wrong with me? You know, I worked with Dick Van Dyke. I think you told the story already, but tell it again. No, 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 that's all right. If I told it, I don't want to repeat it. I, just, I know I've heard it a million times. So that's maybe I just thought no, I, I don't think I have. I told this story on the podcast. I don't, I don't think remember. I, told this. I don't know. So I was, uh, I was in, uh, I was cast in uh, Diagnosis Murder. It was in the early days of my uh, of my career, and I was an extra, and I was an extra for like nine hours standing, and I was just exhausted. And I finally like sat down in one of the director's chair that they had for, they had um, Cynthia Gibb, Scott Bayo, Dick Van Dyke, and Suzanne Plachette, the four director's chairs. And I should have put in my contract one for me, but that's another story. Um, th- no one had sat in, in these chairs all day long. And so I'm, I'm standing on my feet for nine hours. Finally, I sit down in one. And Dick Van Dyke comes over to me immediately, comes over to me and says, um, could you do me a favor? I'm like, oh, sir, any, anything. He's like, can, can you sit in my chair? Because if Suzanne, Puss, if, if she sees you sitting in her chair, we're all going to have a bad day. <laughs> you didn't tell that story in the podcast now that I think of it. Yeah, you didn't tell that story before. Uh, wasn't Suzanne Plachette married to Tom Poston? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, so, so when I was when I was doing comedy, I was at the comedy store in L.A. and uh, a group of comics are all just sort of sitting around, and uh, you know, all of us, you know, like I was a nobody, and there were some that were like almost peoples, right? Yeah. But evidently, Tom Poston knew some of them, and he walked up to the group and said, uh, how, "How many dicks do you have to suck before you're considered gay?" And one of the other comics said, 10. And Poston goes, and he walks away. <laughs> uh, we, we need to put a rating on this, uh, like a 
PG thirteen that you know because. You know. Well, I just said Pete Lecoq. You're going off telling you know other jokes. So okay, so now here's here's the thing. How how did we get to be talking about this? From where we were starting before, when we were talking about Kanye West school shootings, and then this. How does it get from there to here? I don't know. Neither do I. <laughs> you need to go back and listen to the broadcast. <laughs> it's a podcast, but uh, but either way, no matter what, uh, we're about out of time. Half hours about it. We're over a half hour. So we started with a penis and we ended with a penis. Yay! <laughs> We started with it with a dick and we ended up with a penis. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, somewhere in there, yeah, in, in between, along with uh, along with an, uh, an Albuquerque meth dealer. Um, all right, anything else on your radar? What? Are you, okay. Oh, somebody wanted us. So somebody sent me a, 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 a email wanting us to make predictions about the election. I guess let's do that next. We'll do that next. Well, yeah, we'll still have another week. Did you say election or erection? Election. 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 Yeah. What, like, like what? Like who's going to win? Yeah, I can, I'll, you know, I'll got, make my prediction. You got races in. Uh, you got races in uh, Missouri that are of interest. We got races here in Nebraska that are of interest. I mean, I, well, let's take five. I'll I'll give you my prediction right now. And that is, I think Republicans probably win fifty-two seats in the Senate. I think it's Senator Herschel Walker and Senator Crudite. Um, I think Kerry, I think Republicans are going to sweep up. I think Kerry Lake's going to be a election denying governor of Arizona. I think uh, Republicans are going to win the House by 15 to 20 um, when it's all said and done. And I think Joe Biden is not going to run again. And I think Donald Trump is not going to run again. I would agree with you, definitely agree with you on Biden. Um, Trump may run just as a way to try to protect himself legally um, because his ego needs it. But I agree with you about Biden. I'm not so sure. I think the Republicans will have a good day. I'm not so sure it'll be as good as you say. But what do you do? What do you do if you're an election denying uh, candidate and you win the election? Do you call a fraud then or is it, is it honest then? You're an idiot. You only call fraud when you lose. Oh, you're an idiot. Well, so you're saying so you are saying that we they're going to be electing election denying um, candidates that have no integrity. Yeah. Well, Donald Trump said there was an election fraud, and he won the first time. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it wasn't a fraud anymore. Yeah. And, you know, I, that, that's what that's what blows my mind on all of this, and I don't want to get too heavy into it here towards the end, but. You know, how do people not see this? How does everybody not see this? That's what I just can't understand. I don't know. But I think the smartest thing you ever said to me was, do you remember when Trump was praising the fact that he took that cognitive test and it was really, really hard and he passed? You said, shouldn't the cognitive test be really, really easy? <laughs> if it's really, really hard, then he has some cognitive problems. <laughs> I don't recall saying that, but it was a very hard test. It was a very was hard brilliant test. than indeed it was. All right. So I just so, think that, uh, that's hilarious. It was I took a mental acuity test. It was very, very hard. I passed, but it was really hard. Well then 
You've got Alzheimer's, buddy. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. That, is, that does make a lot of sense. That, that was pretty brilliant. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm through with you. I'm through with you. I, uh, we can talk to do this uh, again next week. Uh, where did... Uh, never mind. Where did Pete Lecoq go to college? I don't know. Arizona um, State. <laughs> what, what, what do you say? Arizona State. I don't know. Uh, I, I was going to say Ball State. Oh, hey And on that, we're out. See you tomorrow. Bye, y'all. A Huda Media Production.